everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only show that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? I am one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. I'm your other co-host, and I'm Tenant Mike. James, I like the way you were emphasizing certain words in that intro this week, like balls. You really stretched out the word balls, and you took a sort of dramatic pause when you were saying, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Well, You're using like uh, the medium of podcasts uh, as an art form. Well, don't make it sound lame. I'm just trying to be, you know, cool. I'm trying to up my game. I think it is cool. Well, I mean, now it's making it feel not cool, but thank you, I guess, Mike. Um, (laughs) And I guess we should try to get along. Last week, we did have the therapist talk us through some of our issues. Yes. Earlier in last week's episode, we nearly came to blows. But thanks to the um, relationship expert, we uh, sort of... Came to terms with some of our problems, and uh, I've been feeling good about our relationship. I wouldn't say I'm feeling good, but I less actively want to, you know, say, hit you in the head, or... <laughs> well, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> I will Throw you, you off a br- bridge or something, but... Um... Now, which bridge... Now, because you said that, it's got my mind wondering. Um, it couldn't be the Bloor Viaduct Bridge. Why not? Because there is a sort of... Uh, it's called the Luminous Veil. Okay. It is a, how would you describe it? It's a sort of uh, a fabric uh, on either side of the bridge to prevent people from jumping to their deaths. So you'd have to choose a different bridge, and I wonder which one that would be. Wow. I mean, um, so many to choose from. Or a tall building. You know what? Maybe I'd do a tall building. Um, I mean, the C- I mean, hey, CN Tower seems appropriate. You work underneath <laughs> it. And, uh, now, wouldn't that would be ironic? definitely get the job done at that height. I believe so. <laughs> I'd probably, you know, uh, die halfway down, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> Especially with your soft bones. Absolutely, yeah. Just Long-time listeners of mush. the podcast know that Mike's had some bone issues. I have bone issues. My bones are slowly liquefying. Um, <clears throat> well, that's, that's excellent. Um, yeah. now, now what else happened last week? Now, here's a, a thing I think is worth mentioning about last week is that <clears throat> I had a bit of a revelation. Um, I had realized that I was kind of suppressing feelings about my father. Um, yeah, I grew up in this very rich family. I was kind of raised by my mom and my uncle, you know, not the uncle who inherited, I inherited the building from, but other uncles, Mm-hmm. And um, my my dad left at a, at a very young age um, at a visit yes. to Canada's Wonderland. He jumped off the vortex and ran out of the park. And um, I, I admit it. I was defensive about my dad when questions were asked about him. You certainly were, yeah. You, you yelled. You averted eye contact. You sort of became very uh, agitated. Mm-hmm. I kicked you, remember? You did kick me, yes. Table. Well, um, I realized that that's not healthy, and it was time to look into that. So I actually hired a private dick. <laughs> I know, no, that isn't a porno. Um, it's a name for an investigator. Uh, if you're looking for the podcast, my dad wrote a porno. You've you've come to the wrong place. Okay, I just covered that, but um, so I hired a private investigator, and he found my dad. Really? Yeah, I know Evany last week was tr- seemed, seeming to imply he was trying to commit suicide. He wasn't. He jumped off the vortex and ran out of the park. Right. And I found I, I found him. Well, that's that's amazing. After all these years, you've 
have you reconnected with him? I did. I did. And Were it, you nervous? Well, yeah, because, I mean, what a buildup. I mean, it had been, I don't know, 25 years. Um, hadn't seen him. Finally found out his address. I show up. I'm nervous. I'm freaked out. What's he going to think? I take a deep breath, and I walk up to the house, and um, as I'm in there, um, I, 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 like I, I meet him. I explain who I am. And things start seeming a bit wrong, you know? Like, I notice oh, no. on his TV, he's got, like, CBC News World okay. on, and he's, like, um, some of the books in his bookshelf. He had, like, um, like that Michael Moore book, Stupid White Men or whatever. Oh, yeah, classic. And I, as we were talking, he was, like, into, into meeting me, but I'm like, oh, no, he's a snowflake, Oh my god! Yeah. So your, wait, your dad was a snowflake. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, that's like the. I mean, I don't know really what to where to go now. So I'm glad I've met him, but I don't know. It's really disappointing. I feel disillusioned. Um, I'm just laughing because in your case, the apple you has fallen very far from the tree, well, your father. And thank God, really. But we'll. Anyway, we'll see what happens. I don't oh. know if we're going to keep this relationship up, or I don't know. So what did you... Oh, please don't tell me you started talking politics. Hell yeah! Can't bring me anywhere without me discussing my, uh, you know, belief in f- individual freedoms. And, um, you know, he, of course, is all about, um, you know, handouts, and uh, everything should be equal in a society in a certain way. And, um, yeah, it's just a big... We're at loggerheads. So did you... F- did you fight with your dad during your sort of long-awaited reunion? We had a physical fight. Um, it, I see you do have a black eye. I should have mentioned that earlier. Can I assume it's from your daddy? You can. His The underside of his smelly Irish foot. He actually kicked me in the head. Kicked you in the head? Yes, during a, uh, our, some of our debating. And um, I well, sort of... It looks like the snowflake isn't as uh, soft as uh, I thought. <laughs> well, it was a lucky kick. And I tried to do sort of a uh, sort of a slash with my hand, kind of a uh, karate-esque chop. Right. And um, I just ended up hitting him right in his mouth. And then my fingers got in his mouth, and it was more just oh. gross. Did he chomp down? No, but it was just... He had kind of had his mouth open, and I sort of did a karate chop. And my fingers just sort of went, like, in his open mouth, softly almost. And just... They just sort of sat there for a few seconds. It was just gross, having my fingers so in just, my dad's mouth. You, wow. He, he yeah. just sucking on your He wasn't sucking on or... them. It was just a bad Sorry. chop by me. Right. What a disastrous <sighs> first meeting with your biological father for the first time in 25 years. I know. I mean, there's probably... Maybe there was some resentment deep down that I took out as well. I mean, maybe it didn't need to get so heated, but that's what happened. So um, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, we kind of left in a huff, obviously. Yeah. Are you going to see I him again? I left in a huff, rather. Will I see him again? Good cue. Um, stay tuned. Because I don't know. Right now, I don't right. know. Yeah. I mean, that sounds very unpleasant. Mm-hmm. How uh, how about you? Oh, I also had an unpleasant week. Um, you'll never believe it. As longtime listeners know, I'm in a committed romantic relationship. I'm dating a woman named Ruth, who is significantly older than me. Um, I am a man in his 30-something years, and uh, she is in her mid to late 60s. Her name is Ruth. She won't tell me exactly how old she is, because she prefers to keep some mystery alive in the relationship. And I actually 
I kind of love that about her. Anyway, we were hanging out here in my apartment on Wednesday night, and um, we were having some cappuccinos. Um, We love sitting together on a Wednesday night drinking cappuccinos and just having little conversations, and she passed away. She died. What? But only briefly, because I was on I on the phone immediately, called 911, and, uh, well, are you familiar with the old Motley Crue song, Kickstart My Heart? Yes. Now, Kickstart My Heart is a song, um, I believe Nikki Six wrote the song about the time he also briefly died. So he died uh, because of his uh, overindulgence in the drug called heroin, and miraculously, the doctors managed to save him and revive him on the operating table. Well, something sort of similar happened uh, to me and Ruth on Wednesday night. Her ticker gave out from too many cappuccinos, and um, the paramedics miraculously brought her back to life. But for 15 minutes, I was, well, let's see, I wasn't exactly a a widower, because we're not married, but I was a bereaved boyfriend because she was clinically dead until they brought her back. And um, thank God they did bring her back. These. Uh, so was she dead at your apartment? She was the- dead right here, right where you're sitting. Oh, for right the in that love chair. of God. Yeah, she died. She absolutely died for 15 minutes, but then they brought her back because these are, are good Toronto paramedics. They, they're trained. They're, their training is so excellent. They're the best in the business, and they brought my Ruthie back to life was after she-, she was dead for 15 minutes. Was she dead be- before the paramedics got here? Was it just you and Ruth for a bit? Um, or was it, were they well, already... she, here's the order of events. Okay, we sorry. We were drinking cappuccino. She died. I hopped on the phone, called 911, and within five minutes, basically, uh, the paramedics were here, and they were pumping her chest and filling her uh, mouth full of oxygen, and uh, they shocked her a few times. And um, the actual thing that saved her was, have you seen the film uh, Pulp Fiction... Quentin Tarantino in 1994. Yes. So, do you know that scene where uh, Uma Thurman's character has died of a drug overdose? Yeah. And John Travolta, the Italian actor, has to bring her back to life by uh, stabbing her in the heart with a, a shot of adrenaline. That's what they had to do to to my Ruthie, and they brought her back to life, and we, uh, I'm just so happy to have her back. Oh, my God. My. It, it was quite a Wednesday night. We've both had very trying weeks. Oh, my God. Mike, I mean... Yeah. So, why did the cappuccinos kill her? Well, she's an, a woman of a certain age, uh, and caffeine is a drug. And when a heart is that old, uh, it can stop if you have too many cappuccinos. And believe me, we were having a few... Too many cappuccinos. Oh, and how is she doing now? Oh, never been better. I mean, she looks I mean, a I little. I find that hard to believe. Okay, wise guy. Uh, you know the experience. I won't lie; it has aged her a bit. She's looking a little bit worse for wear, but her spirit has never been stronger and healthier. And we are um, not to get too graphic here, but we, because of that, you know, death scare, we've sort of been. Uh, Similar to bunnies recently oh. over the past ah. uh, four nights. Oh, Just ew. can't get us out of the bedroom because we're oh. trying to make up for lost time there. Anyway, a little oh. too much information for yes. you. But yeah, wow, we both had trying weeks, I can see. No kidding. Wow. Well, I'm sorry to hear about Ruth's 
death. Yeah, she died, but now she's back. I'm happy for you. She reminds me of Christ in that way, although she wasn't gone for three days like like he hey, was. Yeah, that, well, it's pretty close to Easter. That's kind of mm-hmm. neat, I guess. Yeah. What, what does that make you? Mary Magdalene? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I would... It would make me... Well, no, I suppose you're right. I take that back. It does make me Mary, Mary Magdalene. If the gender roles were reversed. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Wow, well, a crazy, crazy story there, Mike. Um, <clears throat> well, we've got an exciting guest coming up, but before we get to the guest, we did have a, a new segment I wanted to try. Um, sometimes, uh, Michael, and you know this, we've talked about this, sometimes I find that our segments are too wishy-washy, they're too, well, they're too Michael, if, if not to be rude. They're just So they're very like, good, you mean? <laughs> no, they're they're very like, oh, a bit of this and a bit of that, and I have a lukewarm opinion on this, and I kind of think that, mm. and I thought it'd be good, you know, I'm all about kind of like black and white debate, you know, I'm all for this, I'm all for that, I hate this, I hate that. So I came up with a new segment idea called Point Counterpoint. And okay. the basic idea is we get a topic and we have to argue different sides. And I think that would be the kind of thing the audience would really like to hear. We have to argue opposite sides. Sure. It's very dynamic, um, yeah. in-your-face kind of kind of thing. People like arguing. That's the discourse right? these days. Yeah. You've got to like take go hard on one side or the other. There's no room for nuance. There's I agree. no room for gray area. No. This isn't, uh, you know, nap time with grandma. No, it's not. So, okay, I'm game. Let's, uh, All right. let's do your okay. little segment. Do you want to pick a topic, Michael? Uh, sure. So what's in the news right now? Um, well, this week, um, our Canadian listeners will perhaps know that uh, the Second Cup coffee chain announced that they are about to get into the marijuana business. And uh, I guess next year, is it when marijuana becomes legalized? This year. This July. year. <laughs> in July, the Second Cup coffee chain is going to start uh, slinging skunk along with their coffee and baked treats. And uh, so I have to take an opinion here? Yes. Take a side? Uh, I hate this. I'm against this because I'll I'll tell you why. I go to the Second Cup because of the nice clientele. No one there is on drugs, and they're not criminals. There are plenty of other coffee chains to go to if that's the kind of people you want to hang around with. Tim Hortons, Timothy's, World Cafe. Okay, good. Good one, Mike. That's a great stance. So I'm going to take the opposite now. Okay. I love it. I love it that Second Cup is going to start smelling, selling, excuse no, me. No, it is going to start smelling with all <laughs> those uh, drug addicts uh, Start there. smelling like skunky ass weed. Yes. I'm glad that uh, Second Cup is going to start uh, selling marijuana. I mean, it's about time one of our coffee chains started acting a little bit like... It had a bit of attitude, finally. I mean, aren't we sick of those Tim Hortons commercials where it's like, oh, Canada's so great, so wholesome. Stick it up your ass. Second Cup is where it's at. Second Cup is taking it up a notch. Great job, Second Cup. All right. um, Another thing that's in the news. um, uh, Are you familiar with the comedian and actor uh, T.J. Miller? Uh, yeah, he's, yeah, I know that guy. He was on the show Silicon Valley, sadly no longer on that show. Uh, he's also a star of, um, what's the movie with Mr. Reynolds? Uh, oh, oh, Deadpool. Deadpool, Deadpool, Mm -hmm. yes, Deadpool. He's a star of Deadpool with Mr. Reynolds. And, uh, this past week, he, TJ Miller was in the news because he was arrested and I think 
uh, got a hundred thousand dollar bail or something for a bomb th- threat. He told he was on a train and he told the police that a woman on the train had a bomb in her bag. wasn't true, and he's in some trouble with the law. Okay. Now I think that is despicable. He's a role model that every child looks up to. Children look up to T.J. Miller as their hero. And when he behaves in such a disgusting way, he's setting a terrible example for the young people who look up to him. Okay. So I think he owes young people an apology. Because the last thing I want is for people to, the young people to say, Hey, our hero T.J. Miller called in a fake bomb threat. Maybe we should do that so we can be like him. <clears throat> All right. Bit harder to defend. But, um, okay, well, okay, I'll take the other side on this. I love that he called in a bomb threat. What? Well, hear me out here. Um, it, you know, um, these these lazy government workers who get, you know, bomb threats. What are they? Police, I guess. They've had it easy for too long. And it's about time we start throwing them some curveballs. You know, and TJ Miller's the guy to do that. He's, he's all about throwing curveballs, keeping people on their toes. And that keeps us safer in the long run. He also punched an Uber driver once, right? He did. Similar thing. Keep everybody on their toes. We need TJ Miller types doing stuff like that. Whew. Okay. That was hard. Yeah. All right. I couldn't disagree okay, last more. One. There's a bunch of topics there. All right. On that um, sheet, and this one just came up one. on my phone. Um, the uh, America's <clears throat> uh, representative to the UN, UN Secretary uh, Nikki Haley, um, said today that Syria has used chemical weapons at least 50 times during the course of the Syrian uh, civil war. And I would just like to say, well, I I could go. First. No, no, no. Uh, I just like to say I couldn't be more disgusted with the Assad regime for using these just brutal animalistic weapons on his own population. And I think it's wrong to use chemical weapons on your own civilian population. And that's my stance on that. James, over to you. Thanks a lot. You have to counterpoint that. One. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, I think that it's good that Syria used chemical weapons. I can't believe well, what, the what hell am I'm I hearing. To do? Why would you pick this friggin' topic? It's your segment idea, and I'm just... Yeah, but it's, uh, it's a major okay, news yeah. story. Major yeah. news story. I, it's good that they did this because, you know, got to keep those chemists uh, employed, for one thing. So, you know, but you know, um, you know, some good, some bad. So good, good on you. Now you've sunk to some low points before James, but this is the lowest point I can You set me ever... up. No. You set me up. That you was a no-win situation for me. You emailed me to do this segment. <sighs> yeah, well, I didn't think you'd pick stupid topics. Well, fine. There we go. It's all over and done. You are on the side of the Assad regime. Are we done? Yeah, apparently. Uh, well, that was fun. That was a fun segment, and it's nice to for people to settle their differences with words instead of um, with blows or Let me uh, add a new weapons. topic. Oh, Jared from Subway had to go to jail. I'm, a should... I'm, I'm for that. Mike, what's your take? See? It's not easy. No, I think he should... If they... Here's what I think. Uh-huh. He should be released from jail, but chemically castrated. Ugh. So that he does not reoffend. Fine. That is my opinion. Okay, fine. You're better than me in this. Congrats. Oi, oi, oi. 
If you're chemically castrated, does it last for your life, or do they have to keep on giving you new chemicals to keep it um, to keep you castrated? I don't know. Great cue. Maybe get an expert in next episode. Sure. Ask. Okay. Well, why don't why, maybe why don't we take a break? Because we've got a guest lined up here, ready to roll. Sure. Um, and we'll be right back. <laughs> And welcome back to the show, everybody. Now is the time where we bring on our guest. We do this every week, don't we, James? That's true. Um, and we're excited to have this guest here. Now, I don't know pretty much anything about our guest Me this neither. week. Uh, he stopped by before to borrow a uh, cup of sugar, and uh, he hasn't left, so we're just going to have him on as a guest. Uh, please welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Our guest this week, Chris Sandiford. That's right, candidate Chris Sandiford. You can call me candidate Chris Sandiford. Um, it's you guys are recording something here. It's broadcasting out. We're recording our podcast. Five thousand yes. BTUs. BTUs. Well, BTUs. It, yeah, it's not broadcast out anywhere. You can't get it like on the radio. Oh, right? okay, live to tape. No. Yeah, yeah, digital tape. Okay, great. This Do- is great. So this yeah. is like an address to the nation. Yes, I mean, we're popular all across Canada, parts of America. The Philippines were very popular there. Okay, great. So uh, uh, this is very important to me. The reason why I came to borrow the sugar, Mm -hmm. I'm running an office out of my my apartment downstairs there, Uh, Mr. Hartnett. Let me just say that uh, real quick. Um, And uh, the interns need a bit of sugar for their coffee. I haven't had time to go do groceries. But this is very important. Thank you for having me. I'm announcing my candidacy for mayor of the city of Toronto. Oh, wow. It's about time. Something needs to be done. That's a great slogan off the top. Something needs to be done. Something needs to be done. I can Mm. see it already on a poster or on a button someone's wearing. Exactly. And then there's me. It's kind of like an abstract, you know, drawing or something like a reduced, like a Photoshop thing of me crossing my arms, sleeves rolled up. How about Common you man business. Yeah. Now it's interesting that you came on our show to announce your candidacy for mayor. When, as far as I know, there's not another mayoral election for at least a couple of years. I think. No, Isn't I it? think it's coming up. Michael. Oh, is it You're really? There's one. On that's that. right. October twenty second, twenty eighteen. Oh, yeah. so well, I gotta get the word out. Get out the vote. I apologize. I Youngsters, apologize. get to the polls. Well, this is very cool in the building I own. One of my own tenants running for mayor of Toronto. This is very cool. It's very exciting for you, and it's an honor for you to have me here. And let me just say, uh, I am going to be late on rent. Cookie? Everything's going into the campaign. Wait, what? I, I, I'm really, it's, <laughs> it's for the greater good of Toronto, a city that you live in, I remind you. Well, let's not go crazy. I mean, I like that you're running for mayor, but I Thank mean... Thank you so much. That's a, as good as an endorsement. No. What was your campaign slogan? Things have got to change. Something's so, got to be done. And in this in this case, what has to be done is you not paying rent to James. And I'm Thank fully you. on board with Thank this. You. Okay, hang Platform. on a second. You don't have, so you don't have the money to, to pay rent, right? That's just not uh, happening? Not for this month or any other month this year. Okay, how about we make a deal? Uh, okay, political favors. I Yes, absolutely. Once is, Yes, okay, let's hear it. Let's say you become mayor this October. Which I will. There's no doubt. Um, In exchange for not paying some rent. I'm nodding. You, as mayor, mm, make a day of the purge for me. 
2019. Um, so I get a day where I get to do whatever the F I want, mm. including murder. That is how purges work. I know what a purge is. Yeah, if you've seen the movie, it's all crimes for 24 hours. Obviously, you don't have to do that for James. Well, uh, you know what? I do think that the purge does fall under the purview of municipal leader. um, And in that Um, capacity, once installed as mayor, I would be able to unilaterally hmm. create a purge night. Does a night work for you? That's all I really need. There's just a few issues I have to iron out. And... Anyway, just something to think about. I'll think if about If you that, become sure. mayor, think about it. I'll table that. <laughs> Please don't. Um, it now, could be fun for the kids. This is, I mean, Tourism. if I had kids and there was a purge night, I'd keep them, uh, keep them inside the house that night, I, I have to say. That's one thing about those purge movies. It's always like, oh shit, we ran out of gas the night of the purge. Mm. Like, wouldn't you go to Mexico on vacation that night? Why are you home? Anyway, sorry, digression. Digression. Um, so Chris, you've... You, Laid a bunch of information on us right off the top here, it's, and it's very it's exciting. So exciting, yes, thank you. Can we can we start at the beginning? You're a young man. You're a politician. You're going to run for mayor. What got you interested in politics, municipal I'm, politics in particular? Well, I, I subscribe to the Churchillian uh, kind of approach to uh, politics, which is I am right, and the what I fear, which is coming. We are facing a dark time coming to this nation and city, indeed. Okay, Kathleen Wynne. She, in my opinion, she's lost her way. Okay. Preaching to the choir on this end. So I'm standing up to, we need, Toronto needs a mayor that needs, that will stand up to Premier Wynne, who will force her to address the boil water advisory, which still goes on in Parkdale. So many constituents having to boil their water before they drink it in uh, Bloor West Village. And this is crazy. Is that true? to me. Because I, I don't live in this apartment building. I live in a condo in Hawks Hollow. Do you guys have to boil, boil your I water? I boil my here? water every – to put it – to bathe. I boil my water to bathe. You know, that's – I've never heard anyone in downtown Toronto say that before. It's interesting. Oh, it's I, a third world country out here. Right. Something's it's got, got to be, be done. Thank you. Mike, do you not boil your water when you bathe or drink it? Well, I don't boil it when I bathe. Uh, that would hurt if I did. <laughs> well, you got to let it sit. I do, yes. Oh, yeah, bath takes But three Mike, hours. you probably have loads of weird crap in your body if you're not boiling that water. According to Chris, it's shitty water. Um, well, I maybe I do have weird crap in my body, but uh, I like drinking tap water because it keeps me in touch with uh, the common man. Okay. Common people. I don't need to drink bottled water, and it's bad for the environment. Um, it's also bad for you to water. not boil it. All right, I'll boil some water. Everyone get off my uh, case on this issue. Um but if you are you you are a Churchillian, as you just said. That's right. Yes, that's right. And what does that mean? Oh, brother. You're asking me? I'm asking either of you. You keep saying this Churchillian. What the well, hell are you talking uh, about? Well, it means Churchill-esque. Churchill, well, here's a man who, you know, smoked cigars. Which I don't think James do. knows who Churchill was. Oh, okay. Well, Winston Churchill was one of the greatest first fathers of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and uh, Prime Minister of England. And um, he subscribed to a doctrine wherein the prime minister and the cabinet had to protect, above all, the national security of the people of Great Britain and London. I was over here thinking Churchill Downs, the horse racing place. Oh, but it also... on the ponies, baby. No. It's an umbrella term. It also... Anything Churchill... Anything. Anything. There's a bar called Churchill's downtown. are you familiar with that famous photograph of the great big roly-poly fat guy holding up his two fingers like in a V shape? 
And he has a cigar. Dom DeLuise? Uh, it looks, looks similar to Dom DeLuise. Here, let me show you. Let me pull it up here on Google Images. Oh. See? And you see yeah. he's holding up his hands in the V? Now, what do you think that V shape means? Uh, I don't know. Uh, vagina. No, I don't know. Chris, do you want to enlighten James here? Uh, apparently it means uh, up your bum. Oh, I like this. Apparently that's. Guy. I thought it was V for victory, but that's how Wasn't he it? meant it. Right. That's how up he your meant bum. It. Apparently, it up means Hitler's bottom. Up, as exactly right, and he was quite maybe taken. He, okay, with am that. I? I don't know much about history, but maybe he should have spent a little more time figuring out how to defeat Hitler, and a little less time thinking about what he wants to put up his butt. Um. Okay. Am I, mean, I crazy? He uh, he pretty much did help uh, defeat Hitler, James. So okay, maybe, well, maybe read a, a bit of uh, history. I mean, do you see Hitler people around now? Hitler people, I call them. There's one in the building, actually. There's a Hitler person Ooh. in the building. I do not care for and him. And you know what? It's true, yeah. Hmm. Don't worry. My f- Something's got to be done about him. Something's got to be done about him. Kick him out. And don't worry. In my Toronto, which will be your Toronto, he's out of here. So... What in particular inspires you about Winston Churchill, and how have you implemented some of his political ideas into your uh, three-day-old candidacy? Well, let me just say, first of all, that what I like about Churchill is that he was a man... You know, okay, take my campaign slogan, for instance, something's got to be done. Love that. Here, Thank you so much. Here was a man that liked to get things done. Mm -hmm. And I consider myself a Churchillian in part because I also like to get things done. For instance, one of my platforms for running for mayor is, get this, we've got to clean up Toronto. It's filthy. Holy shit, you're so good at this. Mm-hmm. You remind me of Trump with the, with the slogans, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. It's filthy. But it is filthy. It's yeah. filthy. I Trump love that. that. I'm right. he sold got, right now. He was just a sensationalist. I wouldn't call myself a tr- tr- Trumpillion, but he did get some things right in terms of, yeah, really engaging the people. He was Who, caught... Who do you think would win in a fist fight between Winston Churchill in his prime and Donald Trump in his prime? I'm going to have to say Winston Churchill. He yes, was a man I agree. I agree. No I he agree. was a man with combat experience. And he lived to 90, and he drank and smoked, and as far as I knew, ate a whole pig every day. Wow. No, I think Trump would win that. You know, let me, let me punch you, Winston, in the head. Is that a good Trump? James? Oh, I'm going to kick you in the head, Winston. If Alec Baldwin you fired, is... You're fired. If Alec Baldwin is out there listening, I, can, I, can, I bet he's shaking in his expensive Italian boots because sad. He, uh, he has a competitor out here, and his name is James Harden. James, that's a stand-up. terrible, terrible Trump what? impression. Oh, okay. No, look, I, I was terrible. about to say you should run for chief Trump, Trump impersonator. Is that a title? Like, is that a position to run for? Something's got to be done, and I'm going to create it. And don't worry, oh, you'll be—I'll install you so, first thing. So your your point about Toronto—it's filthy. Mm-hmm. It's filthy. Mm-hmm. So what are you talking about? This litter on the streets? That's right. Or? It's literally just filthy. I'd clean it up, scrub it up a little, get the sh- the you, you detritus can, off the ground. I don't know. I can. That's a great campaign slogan. Let's get the detritus off the ground. Thank you. No, I don't think so. No, Trust your it, gut. Mike, I love it. Don't listen to Mike on slogan ideas. No, but Believe it's great. Me. But look at his great collared shirt. Thank In you. In fact, you should come right, staff for me. Do you want to be my chief of staff? Oh, I, I... You should be my chief of staff. I really couldn't with all of my responsibilities I already have. Go on. In my life. Uh, oh, well, since you've asked, I... Um, 
part-time. I'm a part-timer at the CN Tower gift shop. Um, That's a, can I just address that too? That's mm-hmm. another one of my platforms. We Okay, so the CN Tower used to – this is the point of contention for a lot of the people in the campaign right now. The CN Tower used to be one of the tallest structures on God's green earth. Absolutely. And I say God to get the people – to get the people – the God people, but I'm not not dying. Are you a God person? Yeah, you know, I got to be really ambiguous about it. So I'll just say, you know, come on. Sure, sure. I agree that the word is in the dictionary. Um, Well said. The CN Tower used to be one of the tallest structures on on the earth. Mm-hmm. And it's not anymore. And no. I want to reinvigorate. And it hasn't shrunk, is the thing. But that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, here I thought maybe it's smaller. No. Nope. I walk up to it. I measured it with my hand. And don't ask me about that process. It cost the, it cost me a lot of money, which is why you're not getting that rent. Wow. Huh. At any rate, I propose, if installed as mayor, I propose that we ex- extend the height of the CN Tower to uh, a height of. Mm. 829 and a half meters, making it one half meter taller than Dubai's Burj Khalifa. Ooh. So that we can reinvigorate our tourism scene and get some much needed money back into the downtown. And that would make the UAE very angry at Toronto, wouldn't it? I've got a lot of friends in the UAE, and I don't like, I don't know if I like that plan. I've been to the Burj Khalifa (laughs) Uh with DJ Khaled. It's an, impre- it's an impressive building. Oh, it? it's tall as now, hell. Now I know you've you've looked at videos of Mia Khalifa, but I didn't know you'd been to the Burj Khalifa, James. Who's Mia Khalifa? <laughs> Let's hear about that. Yeah, James, who is she? You better tell Chris. Our guest. you're the one that made the reference, you creep. She is. Uh, I'm surprised you know who that is, Mike. It's because I looked at your last week when you were over. You, Not I looked true. at your iPhone. He's covering. I looked at your iPhone when you were using my bathroom. And I, I happened to check your search history, and that was the top hit. And she's the she's an actress uh, of adult films. Is she the tallest one? That's Ooh, the thing. Great question. That's the thing. The Burj Khalifa is the tallest building in the world, but she's not the tallest uh, porn star in the world, oh, which right. is confusing. How would we extend uh, the tippy top of the CN Tower to make it even taller? Well, it's my understanding that we would hire the city would contract a number of architects, thereby giving Canadian architects something to do, putting money into their pockets, okay, further stimulating the economy and giving them this crazy project. I, don't get me wrong, I know this is crazy, but wouldn't you love to see something that's a near kilometer tall just sitting there in the golden horseshoe? I would. I honestly would. I think it would be wonderful for the city if we had a taller tower. Yes, I think so. Absolutely. Tourism. Again, and further to the point of tourism, the search for Rick Moranis will continue under my mayoral ship. Oh. Okay, this is an, a new platform. This is a new platform to further stimulate tourism. Find Rick Moranis. Find him. I know he's not from here exactly, but he's part of the – I think he's from the GTA. So you, would, you want to send out sort of a dog the bounty hunter type uh, figure to track down yeah. and capture Rick Moranis? Hmm, capture is not the right. The word. man has rights, unfortunately. The I man mean, does I like have your... rights, and as far as I know, he's been he's been missing since you know. Uh, I don't even know what. Honey, his last I blew part. up the baby or whatever. Oh, honey, we shrunk ourselves. Actually, okay. that was direct that was to the DVD, third one, huh? direct to VHS DVD, seventy two minutes long, and you can find the whole thing on YouTube. Oh, that's a bad sign. That's a very bad 72 sign. seventy two minutes, and he's the only return. He's uh, d- d- wow. Yeah, yeah. Marcia Strassman is gone. She's gone. Oh no! Doesn't come back as Diane Zelinsky. It's crazy. At any rate, where is he? Canada's national treasure. 
the search will continue under my mayoral ship. Well, s- say you do find Mr. Moranis and you uh, transport him back to the GTA. What do you intend to do with him? Are you gonna? You certainly you're not going to put him on display somewhere or. Oh, you're you're, you're nodding. You're nodding. Idea. Yes, you're saying, that's a, you're saying that's a bad idea. Like, we shouldn't do that. Well, the man, as I said earlier, the man has rights. The, hmm. This uh, reminds hmm. me of Star, uh, in Star Trek: The Next Generation when Saul Rubinek, the Canadian actor, that's right, played oh. a collector, and he steals Lieutenant Commander Data. Ah, uh, yeah. And Data was a Data. Data was kidnapped to be kind of like a museum piece. That's right. And I think that's what you want to do with Rick Moranis. You want to put him in a bo- little box and okay. have him be a museum piece. And I'm, I agree with that. So maybe I'll strike that. Well, I no, I'm for that. What are you talking about? Oh, you I'm, are for oh, that. Yes, okay, that's I a good idea. That episode called, is called The Most Toys, and it's written here. But he's, and that was my idea. But Data is a robot, so he has no feelings. And it doesn't matter if you put a robot in a cage. Rick Moranis is a human of made of flesh and blood. Don't you two see you that? Still, Data didn't... Data, you, you wouldn't want to be mean to Data. Am I wrong, Chris? You wouldn't want to be mean like, to Data. Like, he doesn't you're have absent. feelings per se, but you still wouldn't be mean to the guy. Of course not. Like, unless you're a friggin' freak like you, Mike, evidently. What would you do? I would Start not. Start cutting off Data's fingers? I would you not. You don't have emotions. This doesn't matter. First of all, I would not be mean to Data. And secondly, I would not cut off Data's fingers. That's insane. Anyway. And look, we've elevated the debate here between you two. You've taken a point. You've taken a counterpoint. That's true. And that's exactly one of my platforms as well. Elevating debate in this city. Oh, my God. We're just echo chambering in our liberalism here, our elite liberalism, Mm -hmm. uh, which, look, has sustained me for a very long time. But it's time to get healthy debate. Something needs city. to be, be done. done. Thank you so much. It rolls off the tongue yes. and into the heart. Thank you so much. I could see the TV commercial for that, for your mayoral run, and it's you screaming, something needs to be done, Ooh. you know? Like, really dramatic. Am I wrong here? Do you want to be my chief of staff? <laughs> um, you just uh, offered me yeah. that job. I think I made a mistake. It was a little hasty. You did. And if you did. If you get Mike as your chief of staff, yeah. all the voters will be, you know... Old people over 80, you know, at a lawn bowling match, you know, that kind of crowd. Do I want that vote? Do I no. Want I don't if want that vote. If you get me as your chief of staff, all of a sudden you're going to start having voters who are kind of young, kind of cool, start thinking a different way. You That's know. interesting. Kind mm-hmm. of. How old are you? 35. Oh. You're a young landlord. Oh, yeah, I inherited the building from my uncle. Oh, I understand. A young, vibrant, wealthy chief of staff. You're the kind of, this is what I need. Thanks a lot. Like, I think someone who's learned how to inherit money and how to spend money that they were, you know, given, didn't earn, never worked a a job a day in their life. Yes. I think that could be valuable to a campaign. You know, I know how to do those things. Uh, Have you gotten in with this John Tory, this awful John Tory? My nemesis? Mayor John Tory is the current mayor of Toronto for our non-GTA listeners. Oh, great sentence there, Mike. Mayor John Tory is the mayor of Toronto? Wow. Really good. Um, done a podcast. Yeah, I made, a, much? I made a mistake. I admit, I admit to it, and I hope to learn and grow from yeah, that. Yeah, Mike, you're fired. I'm installing you as chief of staff. Have you got any? Consider with John me Tory? installed. <laughs> Doing a robot. Very good. Sworn. Remind in. me of data. I'd like to put you in a fucking cage and put you on display. Anyway, Chris, you were saying I was just saying that John Tory politically is one of my nemeses, and he is coming for us. 
He's hmm. coming for you, and he's coming for your children. You think? He's coming for, well, in taxes. And Has he kissed any of your babies? Well, interesting question. Better I, not kiss my fucking son. I don't have children. However, I am trying. Oh. Oh, uh, God. And James's son. Even though she's dying, you're still she, trying to have dying. a baby? She, she's not dying. She died briefly and then was resuscitated. Huge Huge difference. Yeah, just wait Whereas it out and have kids with someone else. James has a 10-year-old son who he never sees, but I would love to see a picture of you kissing James's son. <laughs> That'd be very funny for me. That's another platform. I will very tenderly... I will kiss your fore- son. On the forehead, very appropriate. Kiss the forehead of a baby. But a baby, we'll have to decide. We'll get you to drop the paperwork on what determines My son is like 10 or something. Oh, that is not a baby. You have ambitions. I have ambitions. I have national ambitions. Uh, and one day, when all the nation states of the world unify as one, once the aliens have made themselves clear to us, perhaps president or prime minister or chief magistrate of planet Earth. But well, you know, whatever. So you okay. said once the aliens have made themselves clear, they to are us. on their way. They are blitzing from Mars and Venus. Blitz. That's that reminds me again of World War II and Churchill. They are coming, and there's nothing we can do. You understand me. So, so John Tory's coming and the aliens are coming. And John Tory is in league with the aliens. You know this. but you, I don't. I, I've seen the documents. Okay. I'm a, mayoral, I'm a major mayoral candidate. I've seen the – they've shown me the documents. I'm cleared top secret. Well, I mean you, you've only been running for three days and, and you're th- not really a major candidate. I speed read. Really? That's inter- that must save you a lot of time. It does. Now, hearing just a few of your uh, – Ideas for your mayoral platform, um, and getting to know your uh, campaign manager James here. It seems like your campaign is kind of freewheeling, kind of corrupt, and it reminds me of a certain uh, recent mayor the city had, Rob Ford. Ooh. You remind me of Rob Ford. Okay, well, a lot of a lot of uh, you know uh, hot air, but not a lot of substance behind it. Sorry to say. Well, you said yourself my campaign is only three days old, so you, I guess just let some of these things germinate. Some of these things need time to take hold. And listen, Rob okay. Ford, from hearing that, I mean, he what a statesman this guy was. Not to say that Couldn't I liked agree him. more. Not to say that I liked him, but he got he got stuff done. Oh, As, did he, he ever? Did he ever. So, so do he you think spinning in his grave right now. And you know what he's doing spinning in his grave? Generating heat for our town. Because okay. under one of my platforms is putting magnets into graves with copper, and we go around disrespecting the dead so that they start spinning in their graves, right. generating electricity. I mean, it is does sound good for the environment, and but it's, it's a desecration of a of a dead body. Um, it's time for us to move on from the old ideals and okay. power our Earth. I so like you, that. you said that Rob Ford was a man who got things done. Yes, he did. You also said Churchill was. So do you think that Rob Ford and Churchill... Uh, had a lot in common. I mean, they're both big boys. They both look exactly <laughs> nice the big same, boys. actually. Yeah. It's possible that maybe Churchill or Rob Ford is a, is a manifestation of him somehow. Interesting. Now, um, Mike, I, I do feel like you're burying the lead a little here. I oh. do think we should explore Rob Ford, this Rob Ford topic and, his, and Chris's similarities. Okay. But we did sort of gloss over the fact that Chris believes aliens are coming from Mars and Venus. <laughs> That's right. I sort of didn't... Uh... 
didn't ask you any questions about your belief in aliens and your contact with aliens. Let yeah, me just say that, that, that to me was a that to me I, I had to take note at that. Okay, because I fair enough. That sounded alarming. I'm just going to be honest, Chris. I understand. Well, I'm surprised that if chief of staff, you didn't clear that with me that you would just kind of blindside me like that. But it's fine. It's fine. I'll keep you on. They're not coming from Venus and Mars. They are blitzing through Venus and Mars. So they are okay. from beyond the stars. So, so beyond the stars. Beyond okay. some of the stars. And how did you first uh, come into contact with them or their ideas? That is classified, but I will tell you. Okay. I, it was a, I it love was that a, rule breaker. It was a moonless night. And I, oh, I was, love nights like that. But those are the craziest. Yes. You know, the best UFO stories talk about, oh, that there was no moon. So I couldn't have seen the moon. All right? This thing was about the apparent size of the full moon, but it wasn't the moon because it was a moonless night. And I was standing at the lake shore in the fabulous borough of Parkdale where I had boiled some water to make some tea. But yeah. I have to boil it. it it's kind of a – it's multipurpose because you have to boil it to – to make it, unless you're having a cold tea, but no, it, but you got to brew it. Anyway. Like you were. Yes, yes. At any rate, I see an object, an, apparent, an object, the apparent size of the full moon appear in front of me over the water, just over the water, and it hung there for a moment and shone its light on me and said, "Become mayor, so that we can contact you later." and install you as president of Earth. Now, are you sure there wasn't something a little bit silly in that tea you had earlier that night? <laughs> okay, okay, look. Okay, Ganja. You'll have to, yes, for instance, and you'll have to uh, excuse me for making that joke. Okay, because now I'm concerned, Chris. Mm-hmm. On one hand, mm-hmm. I'm just going to be real with you. Yeah, I'm you, a contactee, yes. Mm, I'm a contactee. That wasn't what I was going to say. Oh, okay. I was going to say you sound insane. And B... And I, you're stuck being his campaign manager. And That's so B, fine to me. Sounds like you're advocating a one-world government, which for a guy like me is kind of the worst possible scenario. Well, globalization is really the future. Mm, I mean, I'm sorry, not in my like, opinion. Like not goods? in my opinion. Protect our borders. Do you like goods? Do you no. like ideas? Do you like no. commerce? No. Do you like one currency? Do you like no. one people that look all the same? I mean, come on. I'm concerned right now. I think for your campaign, the alien stuff's a risk, I would say. Okay. Well, in that case... Or you know what? Keep the alien stuff fine, but just drop the one world government thing, I would say. Because a lot of people like me who are really attuned in to Deep State, the Bilderberg Group, the Illuminati, that's going to trigger some alarm bells. And those are great people all. And they I are. just wanted to reach out to them and just say, hey, look, we need your money for this campaign if this thing is going to be done right. Okay. Buses. I have a quick question. I've always wanted to know, when you saw that alien on the lake shore, mm-hmm. was he naked? Can I just say... Can I just say, it was a close encounter of the second kind. And what is that? And uh, the way it works is the close encounter of the first kind is seeing evidence of something otherworldly. Okay. So maybe a footprint of something that's not that's an alien. Oh, I'm just getting chills up and down my spine thinking of of that. Of a spacecraft having landed somewhere, like crop circles, we think. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And second kind is seeing a. UFO, something that cannot be identified as being uh, of this earth. Okay. Uh, uh, mach- machinery. And third kind being seeing one of these corporeal beings. So Ooh. they may have been naked inside this, this vessel. Do you think they were naked inside the vessel? I most do definitely do think that. Yes. I've always wondered wow. what an alien looks like naked. Right? What do you think a man alien would look like? Ooh. Great question. That's fun to think about. I mean, I kind of imagine, hmm... 
almost like if you took a chunk of cheddar cheese. Ooh. Okay. And sort sharp. of sharp. Sharp as hell. Yeah. Sharp AF. I'm picturing it. And you know how they're kind of rectangular blocks? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like that. That's the body. Okay. And then it's got kind of, um, you know, long, maybe maybe a bunch of tentacles coming out of the bottom. Oh, yeah. then one of the tentacles is his dick. And Ooh. you don't know which one. That's right. You did say man. Yeah. So right. that's my fun guess. So it's like a rectangle that has sharp tentacles cheese. and one is a dick. I just think it'd be funny if you didn't know. Yeah. Because we know? don't. That's truly alien. Like, what's his dick? We and don't what know. you truly explained was, I'm going to say truly again, truly alien. Like, <laughs> don't you think when, when we when we meet aliens, someone, coming, you know, believe me. Trump's going to go, all right, let me shake your hand. And then he accidentally grabs the alien's the dick. dick. Oh, oh, my God. You and then the alien's like, riot. oh, I'm getting, I'm getting off here. <laughs> That'd be insane. What a terrible first impression to make. And And what do you think... That'd be like if an alien met Justin Trudeau and was like, hi, nice to meet you, and then jerked him off. I mean, that would be all over the Toronto Sun. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. My um, God. And what do you, now that we're on this, the subject, I have to ask James, what do you think a female alien would look like? Great question. Great that question. is a good question. Great question. And this is all conjecture. We don't know. No one knows. Nobody knows. But I'd, like, I'd also like to hear from my chief of staff. Yes, you. You know what I imagine? Um, kind of like a big balloon blown up, filled with air. I'm picturing it. And then a tiny little eyes and a mouth at the top of it being like, hi, hi, how are you? Okay. And she just kind of floats along. Ooh. That's a fun idea. Floats along. Mm -hmm. See, that's true. But how does it go to the bathroom? It lets out air. It lets out air. Air is its its poo. Pee. Pee poo. Yeah, yeah. So air is its pee and poo. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's, we're throwing ideas out. I'm not a scientist. I don't like this idea, but we also don't know if it's true. We don't know if it's true. So, Chris, you, you clearly have an affinity for the late Mayor Rob Ford. The late, great, but I mean that pejoratively. Absolutely. And, and I just have to know, um, because you're running for mayor, what do you think of the story that broke this week that there's a, uh, a movie about Rob Ford shooting currently in Toronto called Run This Town, starring Homeland actor uh, and British man Damien Lewis playing the rotund, addicted, out of control mm, Canadian mayor Rob Ford? Mm, mm. How do I feel about that? Well, you, do you know, think the casting is good? I think that the casting is not so great. I'm not so hot on this Homeland guy. Um, I don't love the casting on this. But you know what? Look, it's part of Canadiana. I will say right. that this will help tourism in the long run, possibly, when people discover more oh, about here's where they shot mayor. Run This Town. Yeah, here's where they shot Run This Town. It's like in Philadelphia where they have, like, people visit because it has the Rocky statue. Uh, That's right. That'll be like they'll have a statue of Damian Lewis Absolutely. dressed up as Rob Ford. Detroit has RoboCop statue. Absolutely. They do? They do. That's, cool. This is a real thing. So where's ours? So yeah. this is a so overwhelmingly, I'm, I think this is a positive thing. Here's my pitch for the statue. It's a statue of Damian Lewis sitting in the makeup chair uh, for his four hours of uh, prosthetics that ta- he has to put on every morning to play Rob Ford because he is because uh, he, he doesn't look very much like Rob Ford did. I love it. I'll commission it as soon as I'm installed as mayor. I hope I Thank have your you. vote. I hope I have your vote. Can I give my two cents on this? Sure. I don't want to see a movie about Rob. I want to see a movie about Randy. 
You guys remember Randy Ford, Randy the third Ford, Ford brother? Right. So he's he's sort of he stays out of the limelight. Yeah. There's mm. there was Rob, there's Doug, the big bloated freak. And now there's also but there's also Randy. And if you look up look up pictures of Randy Ford, he always wear a cowboy hat. Ooh. And he just seems Is he a Western odd. gentleman? Is he from Alberta? No, I don't or Texas, think so, or? but he's got an affinity for that Southwest right. fashion. And he's is he Ward One? Sorry, we are, are I wish I knew. He's not into politics. Oh, he's not a politician. Yeah. Yeah. He's not no <laughs> a politician. He's not a pollution. Unlike his brothers, oh. who one of them we sadly lost, Rob Ford. Yeah. So oh, you want to see a movie so. about like because he's Randy's mysterious, mysterious, right? Yeah. And I think not. I, I can't speak for. He's like the Bob Dylan of the Ford yeah, brothers. There might be some kind of mysterious, almost frankly, a sex appeal about Randy because it's Ooh. just like, what do you got going on, Randy? Why are oh. you wearing that cowboy hat? Why well, are you so quiet? Which he, British actor do you think should play Randy Ford? Because Damian Lewis is already playing Rob Ford. Clive Owen, Jude Law. Take your pick. I would love to see Jude Law as Randy Ford. Mm-hmm. Let's cast all three Ford brothers okay, as hot yes. British guys. Okay, who okay. do you think should play Doug Ford? I say it should Michael be... Caine. Who? Michael Caine? Not hot enough. Oh, you want a hot guy? He's got to be hot. Oh, well then. No, no, no I David like the Michael, you like Michael Caine? Michael okay. Caine. Hello, I'm <laughs> Doug Ford. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's good. a po- Politics is my full-time job, yeah? That's good. I'm wow. Doug fucking Ford. I oh, sort nice. of lost the Michael Caine. He's I feel Doug like Ford. You yeah. could be the voice over for all my ads. Yeah, I'd that's love, great. I'd and love do to. that voice. And we, can we have swearing in the ad? Absolutely. If so long as I have your vote. All right, you got it. Speaking of votes, do you think I have Randy's vote? Is he one of my constituents eventually? Maybe. I mean, it's. I, I'm just going to be real with you. It's hard to believe. With the, oh. you just seem like a bit of a unpopular candidate. No, most I understand likely. that. I understand that. Um, a lot of my views but are maybe, pretty crazy. Maybe. I appreciate that. Do you know him personally? No. Okay, then. Yeah, maybe not. Oh, he Begby Begby. Remember Robert Carlyle from Train Spotting? He played yeah. the character Begbie. Oh, yeah. He would be a wonderful Doug Ford. Oh wow! Mm, what yeah. a pull! You're gonna. F- uh, how do you do a Scottish accent? Uh, it it <laughs> sh- it, it shite me a Scottish. You got <laughs> vote. You vote for me, or else I'll throw a pint glass in your fucking face. That's good. I'm yeah. Doug Ford. Uh, Jack Sparrow. I sound like Shrek there. Get now. in yeah. my belly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bastard, Mike Myers as yeah. Doug Ford. Too local. Oh. Too local a reference. We need all big British act BAFTA winning actors. What if Mike Myers' brother, who got fired from Sears when Sears went out of business, so we had Mike Myers and Mike Myers' brother playing uh, Rob Ford and Doug Ford in a movie? Yeah. Wow. See, that's appropriate. Because they're both... They're, ev- they're actual yeah. brothers. Mm-hmm. And I, be- I believe in Mike Myers' ability to become quite schlubby for a role. Oh yes. yes. Oh, a hundred percent. And I don't exhibit it, A, fat bastard. Oh <laughs> well, my damn. lord! You know what? If I'm installed as mayor, that's the casting for the new movie. But more of a personal biopic about the brothers. I I'd much prefer to see this movie than Run This Town. Run This Town with Damian Lewis, which I will do because, as you know, something's got to be done. Something's got to be done. Well, I mean, what a tremendous, uh, illuminating chat here, Chris. Mm. I mean... Mm. You, you've been much more open with us than most politicians are with the media. Well, yeah. I'll be honest. This council does not like me. I was laughed out of the last session because I wanted to go to war with the aliens because imagine the alien flags flying in this very room. We have to... Anyway. We could lose our culture. We could lose our entire culture. Now, I, I, a, oh, sorry, go ahead, Mike. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm really apologize, James. You, you go. I'm just saying, as your campaign guy, tentatively, mm. Mm, 
Yeah, maybe the alien thing is, the, is sort of some info you drop after you win, if you win. People I love are, pe- that you surmise that I would win there. That's I don't know. That's I'm just great. torn. I'm going back and forth on it. Really tickles me. I'm going back and forth on and, it. That's and all does I was going to say. Does a mayor uh, or a candidate mm-hmm. for mayor have the uh, authority to declare war on a alien species? That's just a question. Well, I'm just a regular guy our, on the street wondering this. That's a great question. Can I just say that's a classic misperception? It's one of our inalienable rights. There's that word and again, alien. You got to say alien in there. You would have thought it wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't have thought it would be a a mayor of a, you know. Largish city, fifth biggest city, in North America. Okay, big city. Yeah. You wouldn't think they would have the power to declare war on aliens. You wouldn't no. think. You'd think it would be more of like a New York kind of thing, or oh, a... no, like the president. You know, Which uh, the leader right. of the United Nations. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the secretary. Oh, that's a puppet industry. They don't know what they're doing over there. Oh, I mean, well, we... I agree with you on that. I mean, we should withdraw. It's a nice thing. Well, no, no, well, hang on. It's a nice gesture. Well, but what do they know? Nothing. Well, shall we take a break and come back with our final uh, award-winning segment? Sure, I could use a stretch of the old legs right now, actually, James. Yeah. Very good, and I'll get this sugar down to my uh, down to my interns. Welcome back to the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess, where. You're just in time to catch the final segment of the show, the game segment. So I hope you've popped that popcorn and you've poured yourself a nice uh, bourbon or a glass of juice, perhaps, because this is the uh, high point of the show for a lot of people. Fun game this week. We're going to play a game called Guess What Impression I'm Doing. (laughs) So each of us, Michael, Chris, and myself, are going to do an impression, and the other two are going to try to guess who it is. This is very fun. Sometimes I actually do, I have to confess, I sometimes hate the games we play, but this one I already love. Chris, what do you think? I think I'm going to love it. Okay. Um, Great. But if you don't love it, then I also take the position of not loving it. So, oh, Classic just, politician? Yeah. <laughs> I have to flip, let me just flip-flop right out in the open there. Mm-hmm. Well, Chris, can you go first and give us an impression? And Absolutely. Mike and I will guess who it is. Okay. Mm. Here we go. This is quite on brand to give you a clue, and here we go. <clears throat> uh, hello. Hello, Toronto. Uh, just got here off Air Force One. You got a great town here. Uh, let me just say that the potential I see in your town... I know who it is. ...greatly outstrips what I see right now. Uh, your subway's a mess, and the streetcar doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, but let me be perfectly clear. You, you, you Canadians are all right. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. God bless the United States of America. That's Larry Fishburne. Close. Very close. Um, no, I think you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. Close. Uh, I believe that's former President Barack Obama, who I I miss oh, having in the uh, in the White House. Damn, that was it. Was that Obama? It was Obama. Oh, ding ding ding. I ding. knew it. You, and it. I knew it because of the you have you do a very good Obama, and it was funny to hear to imagine Obama talking about Toronto things. Yeah, it I'm was sure wonderful. He Did he ever visit? When the, I mean, I I only just moved here. Uh, I as far as I know, he didn't. Okay, uh, my oh. turn. Okay, show us what you got, James. Are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Guess this. Hi, it's me, Christopher Walken. Uh, uh, oh, wait a minute. So, Christopher, Christopher, you said Christopher Walken. Yeah. In, 
You're not supposed to say the well, name sorry, of the Sorry, it's a limited yeah. impression. Person. That's the only things I can say. Well, you're not say. supposed to say... And also, imagine Christopher Walken being in a situation where he goes, he just, Hi, I am Christopher Walken. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Exactly. He's famous. Everybody already knows to look okay, at him. Okay, well, fine. I can do other It's like you don't understand the premise of the game or yeah. something. Okay. Right. I, I get it, though. Okay, you, hang on. You hang can on. only say his name. I understand. Hey, it's me. Jack Nicholson. Right, you oh. did. No, I, you did wait, wait, I mean, I mean, and The Shining. Cool. Well, we already know. Mm, yeah. yeah, you did it. I can't okay, fuck. Right. Sorry, it's not easy doing. I'm if not... you can do an impression, don't say like that was a good, good enough Jack yeah, Nicholson. Yeah, I saw it in your eyes. The listener okay. can't see, but but yeah. uh, just don't say the name of the person. Right, take. I can't believe we have to keep All explaining right. this um, to you. Fuck. Uh, hey, it's my wife, Yoko Ono. Uh. All right. I mean, okay, you did it. That's you good. Didn't okay, say, well, this isn't yet you didn't harder his, than it seems. Okay, you didn't say his name. You didn't say John Lennon's name in your impersonation, yeah. which it, is a start. But you gave away who it was by saying Yoko Ono. Please, Michael, James, was it John Lennon? Thank you. And yes, it was. Point me. <sighs> and I just like to say we lost John Lennon too young. Oh. On that day, he was shot down. Okay. Be a down New York Mike. City. Typical friggin' you. And that was a pretty good pander. That's a, are you a politician? Yeah, really. <laughs> no, I'm not a politician. Pretty good pander. But <laughs> no. I will also like to say, boy, we really did lose him too soon. We I lost mean, him too soon. It's too way bad. Way too... No. Just for me. Just a soundbite. So... We really just lost John Lennon too soon. This is candidate Chris Sandiford for Toronto mayor. Thank you. That was great. I can yes. already imagine that going viral. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's my turn... Uh, all right, it's my turn to do an impersonation. You guys have to guess who it is. All right, here we go. I I love Hillary Clinton, and I love uh, treating people with respect and kindness, and I love Justin Trudeau, and uh, the only thing I regret is having a son 35 years ago named uh, James. Guess who that is? It was, it was your dad, James. <laughs> I just did the thing I got mad at you for. I told you the name of the person I was doing. You know what, Mike? Why don't you go... It was your dad. That was a deep cut. You know, suck an egg. Wow. Why I, don't you... You're a, you're a dork. Fine. I will suck an egg because it's good, it's good. Well, that'll be the, you know, probably the best thing you haven't, you know... What? Happens to you in a, in a full day, sucking an egg, because your life sucks. Well, there's a lot of protein in there, so... I agree. <sighs> just turn a positive into a well, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry if that I, that was a bit of a low blow. I admit, uh, but it, I did think it was funny to just to know that your dad is uh, the polar opposite of you, and it's very funny to me if it causes um, you pain. Well, I'm is sorry. That... I privately thought it was funny that Ruth died. Ooh. She only died for a few minutes, and she was brought back to life. Back from the grave. Just what you want in a girlfriend. It's almost like I'm dating a, uh, a vampiress. <laughs> she said that joke, so I'm allowed to say it. Um, but she is fully human. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wild. Well, uh, my goodness. Chris. Mm-hmm. Whew. Thank you for being on the show. Well, thanks for having me. And let me just say to the voters, um, October 22nd is the date. Chris Sandiford is the name. Mayor is the job that you want me for. Because, of course, we all know something's got to be done in our town. Thank you so much. Something's got to be done. Something's got to be done. <laughs> I love that slogan. And the best of luck to you. Thank you so much. I mean, I, I will need it. But if I could flip-flop again very expertly, boy, uh, I'm, I'm not going to need it. Uh, I'm not going to need that luck. Yeah, we're Having it so both ways. We're, we're doing so great in the polls. But, you know, just in case, you can isolate it, right? Yeah. You know, sound bites and things. That's how it works in politics. Mm-hmm. 
Um, well, couldn't agree more, and um, we'll talk about me potentially being your chief of staff or not, depending if I get too weirded out by the whole alien thing. Yeah, I understand that. It's a little um, bit weird. It's yeah. a bit weird. It's a bit weird. Uh, Mike, um, I guess I'll see you next week. I'm <laughs> counting down the minutes. Yeah, I'll see you next week uh, when we record our next episode of The Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess. <laughs>